Welcome to Come Follow Me, Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 25. This week we are studying the book of 1 Samuel, chapters 8 through 10, 13, and 15 through 18. And before we dive in, I wanted to thank all of you listeners. Um, This last week we hit 10,000 overall downloads. Uh, I know that's not very much in the scheme of things, but I feel like I need to celebrate small victories. So thank you for listening. If there, and I hope this is helpful to you. If there's anyone out there who you think could benefit from this, please share with them and uh, so they can also get some help in their lives and, and get moving forward. So today we're going to talk about the beginning of the story of David. Uh, he had such a great start in life, and we can learn a lot of lessons from those uh, from all of his experiences, uh, particularly those early in life. So in Israel at this time, Samuel is the prophet and Saul is the king. So you have a spiritual leader and then a secular leader as well. The kings were usually uh, strong kind of physically powerful men, and they would actually lead the armies of Israel into battle. Now Saul, who was the king, he was a warrior, um, but the Lord had basically rejected him at that point as the king uh, because he was disobedient. Their kings also needed to be kind of men of God as well. They weren't the prophet, but they needed to be spiritual because they were leading the armies of Israel. And Saul had been rejected, and so a new king was to be chosen by Samuel, the prophet. Now, Saul doesn't know this yet. He doesn't know that he is eventually going to be replaced. And Samuel is worried, well, how am I going to, I need to kind of do this on the down low. I don't want Saul to know that I'm out there scouting for a new prophet. So the Lord arranges a way for this to happen. He tells Samuel that the prophet, or the, the new king rather, is found among the sons of Jesse, and they arranges kind of this meeting between the two of them that wouldn't arouse the suspicions of Saul. So, and I find this a very interesting situation because the Lord knew who the new king was going to be. And he could have just told Samuel directly. He could have said, hey, it's going to be David. He's a son of Jesse. Go find him, put, put an eye on him and, and choose him and anoint him. But instead, he just gives him a, a range. He says he's among the sons of Jesse. And what that does is that puts um, some... Um, the onus on Samuel to be able to make that choice. He's asking Samuel to do a portion of the work. And I think most of the time in life, the Lord has us do something. He doesn't just hand us the finished product on a platter. He usually hands us the component parts and asks us to put it together. It's an example that's repeated throughout scripture. Please don't despair at the fact that work is required of you for progress. That is the way it is, and it is for your good. Don't expect the Lord just to redeem you from your difficulties without any work on your part. That that effort that you put in will yield benefits now and later, I promise. So as the sons of Jesse start to present themselves to Samuel, the, the first one Samuel sees, I guess, looks very kingly. Uh, maybe he was large in stature, you know, physically built. And Samuel says to himself, yeah, this is the guy. But then the Lord tells him in 1 Samuel 16, 7, the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Um, That reminds me, I'm a big Marvel fan, and it reminds me of the the original 
Captain America movie where Dr. Erskine picks Steve Rogers, who's this wimpy little guy to be the super soldier. And Tommy Lee Jones has given him a hard time. And he says he's looking for qualities beyond the physical. He's looking on the heart. So, so Jesse hadn't even um, brought David to his one, his son, David to the meeting. Cause I guess he figured he didn't look kingly enough. Um, and Samuel looks at all the sons of uh, Jesse says, he's not here. Do you have any others? He says, yeah, I do. He's David. Samuel meets David immediately recognizes him as the one who is to be King. And he anoints him as such. So that kind of brings us to the next kind of famous part of the story, which is David and Goliath. So Goliath was the Philistines champion, probably close to 10 feet tall, very imposing, very strong. And he taunted the Israel armies. He said, you bring your best man, have him fight me. If he wins, then we'll be your slaves. And if I win, then you'll be my slaves. Well, that was a losing proposition for the Israelites. They didn't have anyone remotely strong enough to contend with Goliath. And so they were locked in kind of the stalemate on the battlefield. Now, David's not old enough to go to battle, but he does take his brother some food. And when he gets there, he hears Goliath's taunts and he gets mad about it. He says, who is this Philistine that's taunting us, that's taunting the armies of Israel? And David goes to Saul, the king, and says, I want to fight him. Saul says, you can't do that. You're too small. And he says, look, I've defended my flocks. I can do this. And so um, Saul says, okay, you can do this. David had faith that he could do this, not just with his own efforts alone, but with the Lord. When he presents himself to Goliath, Goliath looks at him and he says, are you kidding me? He says, you've got a sling and stones. He says, am I a dog that you come to me and fight this way? And Goliath uh, is, you know, threatens him with what he believes will be the certain death of David. David replies in 1 Samuel 17, 45, then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And we know the outcome. David kills Goliath with a stone and defeats, and uh, Israelites defeat the Philistines. Now, every one of you that are listening has a Goliath in your life right now, something that you feel like is either very daunting or just impossible to conquer. It could be a mental health issue, could be a relationship problem, some other um, kind of formidable task. These obstacles often seem overwhelming and they, they tower above us with their massive swords and shields. And we look at them and we think there's no way I can do th anything about this. And Satan gets in our head too. And he says, there's no way you can win. Just give up now, quit fighting. But like David, we need to realize that we don't come to that battle alone. We face our challenges in the name of the Lord and God who has promised to deliver us will help us conquer. In April, 2022, President Nelson invited us to seek and expect miracles. And here's what he said. Moroni assured us that God has not ceased to become a God, to be a God of miracles. Every book of scripture demonstrates how willing the Lord is to intervene in the lives of those who believe in him. He parted the Red Sea for Moses, helped Nephi retrieve the brass plates, and restored his church through the prophet Joseph Smith. Each of these miracles took time and may not have exactly been what those originals originally, and may not have been exactly what those individuals originally requested from the Lord. In the same way, the Lord will bless you with miracles if you believe in him, nothing doubting. Do the spiritual work to seek miracles. Prayerfully ask God to help you exercise that kind of faith. 
And then he promises the Lord will help us move mountains in our lives. You can defeat the Goliaths and move the mountains in your lives, but first you need to believe in yourself. And second, you need to ask Heavenly Father how to teach you to do this. He wants you to prevail, but this is going to be a, through a combination of your efforts and his enabling power. Join with him to get it done. So let me give you just a, before we get to the weekly invitation, just a general reminder, you don't need to do all of these weekly invitations. Don't get overwhelmed, um, especially now that we're about halfway into the year. I mean, there's 25 of these out there. Don't think you have to do every single one of them. Prayerfully consider which ones will be best for you and then focus on them. So here's this week's invitation. I want you to think of a challenge that you currently face. I want you to write it down. Then I want you to write down the miracle that you want to happen so that you can prevail against that challenge. Then over the course of weeks and months, so this is an example of one of these things that you're not going to get done in a week. I want you to pray and ask Heavenly Father to teach you what you need to do in order to make that miracle happen. Then record your impressions and act on them. And one caveat with this one, and President Nelson mentioned it as well, the miracle that you request may not be the miracle that you get. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Be flexible and be willing to learn from Heavenly Father. If he needs to modify your miracle, then let him modify your miracle. Um, that's how you, we harmonize with the Lord. That's how we, we learn to, um, to sync our wills with his. And there's nothing wrong with this process. It's not trying to get it right the first time. It's trying to get it right eventually. So just be flexible with that. And then make sure you follow through with your plan. I have some free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement this week's and former week's invitations. Uh, in order to get these, uh, go to the show notes where you can sign up for my newsletter and it explains how to access those. And also please subscribe to my podcast so that you can easily access new episodes each week and share if you find it helpful. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.ldspsychologist.com.